ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, baby moms and baby dads all over the world, awkward shot takers, trade mistakers, yeah, lethal dagger four point play, free takers. I hope you're all good this evening, morning, afternoon, and wherever you are listening from. Um, before I introduce myself and I introduce the lads, I just want you guys to do something real quickly. Even though this is the beginning, mm-hmm. you're watching this on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed, you should press subscribe now. Just, you know what I mean? Press subscribe. Like the video because you like it. Yeah? Post notifications. Turn it on so you know when we upload, you're there. You don't miss. Yeah, share it on all social media platforms. Oh, talking about social media platforms. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us Twitter at Take It to the Pod. Mm-hmm. Instagram, YouTube, TikTok at Take It to the Room Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're there. We're live. We're here. We're there. We're everywhere. Yeah. So make sure you do all those things. And now, mm-hmm. introducing, <laughs> it's myself, Rods, aka, <laughs> man, 30 year run just to lose. <laughs> <laughs> it's better I say it than they say it. Mm-hmm. If they true. say it, it's going to be much worse. And I was, I was preparing myself. Mm. <laughs> aka, <sighs> Derek Jones Jr. Turn the ball over. I'm upset. Still. Yes. Do you know what it means to go on a 30-0 run and to still lose? Yeah, that's embarrassing. 30-0 run in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. And you're up by six. Like, it's very embarrassing. But don't worry. I'm going to have a call with, uh, with those boys some point we need to change things with all of them yes with all of them mm-hmm. well maybe there needs to be more um certain people in the crowd for them to really step up and play hmm. <laughs> is that person you no no no, no. <laughs> okay okay definitely not joe right. budden spoke about it <laughs> 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 to the left of me i got where the sun will shine la jewels in the building yes we hear we hear come on live and direct and to the right we have Mr. 1.2 billion mm. on stadium, mm. new arena, on the way. Mm-hmm. PJ Tucker, zero minutes, zero <laughs> points. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. we got Clipper Cam here. What's good? What's good? So, I mentioned in, in the introduction, trade mistakers, three-point takers. Mm. And I want to talk about this man. There's a guy on the paces, and recently he said, I'm tired of losing. Mm. I don't want to be a loser. I'm tired of L's. And if that's you, you would agree too. Mm. You're tired of L's. It's not every Mm. day. I'm tired of losing. Mm. I'm too good to be losing. That's Mm. the one. And that put, I don't know if that put pressure on the team, or it woke them up, or if everyone felt that way and he led a charge. But Himmy, Himmy Burton. <laughs> yes. Himmy Burton. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Him Reese, Hilly Burton. 
<laughs> so, Tyrese Halliburton has been on a tear. Bro. Assist. Zero to, we had uh, just over there, what, 13 assists, zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. This man can pass. He can really move the ball mm-hmm. with no mistake. <laughs> no mistake. So, yes, he's been on a tear. And in the in-season tournament against the Celtics, my goodness, he had Drew dancing like a ballerina late for rehearsal. Ah, where do I go? I forgot the steps. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Yo. He, he, made, he, made, <laughs> he made you look like it was gardening with his shoelaces undone. Mm. He, he had no stability. Mm. It was, oh. And bear in mind, Drew Holiday is a very good defender. Oh, he is. Very good defender. Some people are saying he's the best permanent defender in the league. Yeah. But last night, he weren't. <laughs> last night. He was a ballerina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, mm. clutch. Great plays. Paces in total. That whole game was just on point. There was really fighting for it. And you know what? That Pacers team have a lot of two-way contracts, a lot of friendly contracts. And I was like, you know what? Guys, I know you guys are on two-way contracts, but if we win this thing, you know, it's extra 500K. Mm-hmm. That's not small money. That's half That's more than your contract's really paying you. Listen. 100%. So... I understand why they be fighting hard. <laughs> like they need that money. Pause, pause, pause. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> too early, man. But the Celtics, the the Celtics literally deflated. Mm. Pacers went on a great nine-zero run, and it was just the atmosphere, the crowd. Just, it was just electric. Like it was honestly. At first, this in-season tournament, I was like, I'm not too sure about this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know about it. What's the point? Is anyone gonna care? But damn, people caring. Adam Silver, hats off to you mm-hmm. because I'm locked in for this in-season tournament. Like I'm, I like what's going on here. But yeah, you guys, what are your thoughts at the Pacers? Upset the Celtics. Obviously, there was no Paul Zingas. Um, Brown and Tatum combined for what 60, Two. 62 points. Yeah. Drew Holiday on the offensive end, he did this. <laughs> Because he was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Derek Damn. White. Derek White did well. Yeah. He was all right. 18-84. That's a very good game. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Derek White held his own. For a defensive player, that's definitely a very good game. Al Horford was too busy speaking Spanish or doing something. I don't know what he was on, but that bag of bones. <laughs> he was, not, bag he of was bones. not on it. But what's you guys' thoughts? Like, on the Was this a bad game for the Celtics? Mm. The Pacers just outplayed them. Like... Um, this upset for 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 me, I think I don't ever want to take credit away from a team that you know have have really shown up when it's needed. And the Pacers have not lost a single in season tournament game. That needs to be said. so far. Yeah. Like we have to give them some credit, a lot of credit actually, not even just some credit, a lot of credit for the fact that you know they you can clearly see that they're motivated, whether it's by the money or by the 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 fact that the team can really achieve some some success. And I think. The concept of the in-season tournament, I know a lot of people are shaky about it, mm. but at the end of the day, if it's got guys competing and playing for something, because everyone was always worried that with 82 games, there's always that point in the season, I think we said before, where the start of the season's great because everyone's excited for NBA to be back and it goes quiet again until the Christmas games. Mm. And then people start caring again in the new year because they're like, okay, cool, like All-Star's coming up. 
And just after All Star, I think that's when people start really taking notice of what's going on. Yeah. But right now, I mean, we're a good solid month and a bit into the season now, and people are still very much locked into what's going on. So I think it was a great initiative. Um, now we talk about this game. I mean, the Pacers played very well. You know, shooting 45% from the field as a team. Mm. It's decent, it's not awful. But shooting 47% from three, basically 48%, is, is what really keeps you in and wins you these kind of games. Yep. They were getting to the free throw line a lot as well. They they shot 21 free throws, made 17. Whereas you look at the the Celtics, and I mean, they shot 29% from three after attempting 41. Like, that that's that's all you nine times out of ten you're gonna lose that game unless the other team shoots worse than you from three. Um they their field goal percentage was slightly better, so I think at some point they just realized they need to start attacking the basket as well. But they just didn't get to the free throw line enough. They only had twelve free throws total. But they out rebounded the paces. They were pretty much even on assists, had more blocks, slightly less steals. Where they really took the L was on the turnovers. The Celtics had seventeen turnovers last night to Indiana's six. Indiana six, and that goes back to your point about this boy yep. Terry's Halliburton, who does not turn over the basketball. Right now, Terry's Halliburton, and this I've I haven't heard of a t- uh, assist to turnover ratio like this. He's he's averaging basically twelve assists on the season to two point four turnovers. So let's let's give let, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say that's a five point something assist to turnover ratio. Yeah, that's elite. That is beyond elite. You can trust this guy with a basketball at all times and know know that he's always gonna make the right decision, or very rarely make the wrong decision. I think that's what that what matters the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, you mentioned the buzzer beater, uh, not the, sorry, not the buzzer beater, the the four point play, um, where he got fouled by Jalen Brown shooting a three. I still find it so crazy what his shot like looks yeah. like. Yeah, it's like such an awkward release. It's unorthodox, yeah, and yeah. I think that that might actually be working to his benefit though because people yeah, don't you see the arch on the ball yeah. goes very high like it's a very unique it's, it's 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 he's got a crazy shot arc as well like that, that ball was well above the top of the backboard let alone yeah. the the basket anyway <laughs> honestly um but yeah i think the fact that his shot is so unorthodox kind of keeps people they don't know when <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at what, like you know on a, on a generic jump shot yeah if you, you you know when a person has like has the ball from their shooting pocket to about their chest or their chin you know they're about to shoot the ball Unless obviously they're pump faking with him, like it's so. You know how people used to get onto like Lamelo Ball when he was a kid, yeah. like shooting threes. It's almost like that, but it's a little bit uglier. Um, however, <laughs> that boy can shoot. That boy can shoot. Um, from so you know for his career, he's a forty-one percent three-point shooter. So that will put him in, you know, the one of the elite three-point, one of the, the in the category of one of the elite three-point shooters in the league. This season, he's shooting. Forty-four point seven percent from three. Mm-hmm. It's just on insane. on nine attempts. Like he's, it's not like he's not shooting a lot as well. Like he's, he's shooting. His yeah. attempts are up. His percentage is up. He's having a great season so far. Um, I think, I think this is exactly what the league needs though, because it just stops everything from saying being so biased and boring. Saying that team's definitely making it to the finals, or that team's definitely making it to the finals. Now you've got these younger teams who are hungry to get the wins in earlier to be able to get to this point in the season, I mean, maybe it balances things out a bit more. You won't see... I, I think this in-season tournament could produce a situation where no team is really running away with it the whole season like they have done in the past. What do you think, Jules? I think there's so much to, to break down. I mean, mm. you look at, firstly, like you were saying about 
Halliburton and what he's done, mm. he's literally on 50-40 now. Like he's 52% from the field, mm. 44.7% from the three-point line, like you said, mm-hmm. and it's 81 yeah. from the free-throw free line. And he's averaging 26.9 points. I'm sorry, 27. Basically 27 <laughs> yeah. points. 27. Like, he's averaging 12. basically 12 assists. Yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, rebounds. He's a guard, four rebounds, cool. But it's still little things like steals. He's averaging one steal a game. Mm. And it's like, when you watch the way the Pacers play, like, I watched the game last night, it was such a brilliant atmosphere. It's, it's the yeah. atmosphere mm-hmm. that you want to be seeing. And that you, I've never seen this atmosphere prior to Christmas in the NBA. I'm talking... Playoff intensity yep. prior to a Christmas game. Remember, we were watching at like, the Cavs Golden State. That is playoff mm-hmm. when it was after the day, the, the series, they would go back and forth. But mm-hmm. this was proper. Like you're seeing the players getting into it, you're seeing the crowd getting into it, you're seeing the, the crowd getting energized when they're making turnovers or whatever. And it's and it's, that's the intensity that I think he's never had because Halliburton's been at Indiana since his third season, haven't made the playoffs. Like you correctly said, he said um, he's tired of losing and he wants to be in a position to win. And it's like, sometimes when players talk, you've got to do it. Like, you don't mm. just talk it, mm. you do it. And he's doing it and the players around him are responding. Mm. And 5-0 in this in-season tournament, as it stands, is incredibly it's good. It's no joke, man. It's because no joke. They, fa- they face good teams. Yeah. And the way they've been playing, and, and like, this is what you were saying before about um, why we need things like this. Because... A team like Indiana are now a game away from winning a cup. And it's like Indiana in our whole lifetime haven't been a team <laughs> that are good enough to win a NBA title. But this gives them hope. Like there's opportunity. There's more things to be excited about. Fine. All right. You might not win the uh, the, the, the NBA finals. But then this, if you win something like this, this might be enough. And that's what I was going to pose a question to you guys to, to keep a superstar at, in oh. these small market clubs okay. because small market teams might not necessarily have like Indiana probably don't have the strength and depth. We spoke about 10 players being on um like contracts where they're not making 500k. 10 players in a, in a, in a that's a lot of players in a roster mm. to be not not be able to, to to be making less money than the prize giving, which is 500k. So you're looking at that and you're like this is why this is this is and it's been brilliant to watch. Like you've seen teams taking it seriously. Um and the game yesterday was really good intensity. Like I like what the Celtics came with it. I think they could have shot better, but I mean Tatum and Brown have been to NBA finals, like they've been there. So they've been in these high octane playoff atmospheres. But I think it was nice to, for for that to that someone else to get the shine for. Uh, Do you know what I mean? I think that was a big thing. I could see because they perform the same and the team same result. No, don't don't do it like that. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I could say the NBA script writers managed to get the, the Celtics brought in it as no, well. No, because both of them shot over fifty. Got, got, neither of them shot well from three. They both only they both went two and two of seven and two of eight from three. The, however, the things that happen. However, before. however, they both still shot over fifty percent from the field. That's great. So, 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 seven and eight. So, between them, they shot four for 15 from three, but they still shot over 50% is the point I'm trying to make. It was good. It was good quality. Like, they made more than they put out. It's not bad. Rodney's in his hateration bag. No, but the thing is, right, from the field, they shot great. I'm not disputing that. Great. Well done. Just from three, they didn't shoot well. That's great, but three's more than two, right? 
Yes. Okay. Cool. Right, then, uh, no, the but threes that are counted yeah, into okay. the overall field goal percentage, exactly. yeah, and they yeah, still yeah, shot. Okay. Underst- understandable. Yes. That four from fifteen from the three. Hmm. Rodney, and how many turnovers Rodney, did they get? Rodney. How many turnovers did they get? Uh, Let me know how many turnovers because Jalen Low, Jalen Brown. I want to know how many turnovers he got and how many turnovers Jason Tatum got. I'll tell you, because they had seventeen turnovers. Tatum had two. Okay, cool. So he, I, I mean, that's not great, but I One, don't think too many. But you know, I could go. I don't necessarily think he's the problem. Give okay, that's that's two. That's fine. But Ronnie, I just want to point out. I'm to cool you. with Tatum. I just want to know how much turnovers Jalen Brown got in that game. That's all I want to wow. know. How many turnovers did he three. get? Three. Three turnovers. Three. So five okay. combined turnovers five. of their total 17. Okay, cool. And they had 62 Runny, points. Runny, they missed, they missed, Runny no, rested. They missed Runny rested. They had Runny, 62 points. Okay, but let's, can we just, let's just deep no, this Runny here. rested. Five rested. turnovers between them, right? Cool. If, and I, I don't know if, if he, it was. His argument's if, clutching now. Yeah, he's, yeah. If all five turnovers led to three <laughs> point mates. <laughs> that's 15 <laughs> points. And how much did they lose by? How much did they lose by? Let me know. Ten, it was ten. Yeah. I remember they hit a three at right ten. the end. Was it ten? It was like one hundred and twenty-one sure. to one hundred and twelve or something like that. Yeah, ten. One hundred twenty-two to twelve. Ten. Ah, okay. I just might. Run, run, no, that, really, you I'm should done. be embarrassed by what you just said. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed. Like, no, 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 gen- genuinely you embarrassed. Mean? You should be embarrassed about by you have no integrity. <laughs> No class. No Bro, ethics you're just stating for the sake of There's nothing there. Just say, just say you don't like the team. That's fine to say. I, I'm just calling a spade a spade. If you don't like it and you thought it was a fork, that's not my problem. Wow. Rodney, at, at the end of the day, this does not erase the, the sweep that you man got by, by, by Boston, okay? Yeah. So, so let it go. Thank you very much. Um, that was uncalled for. It wasn't because you're, 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 you're hate, you're hate, you're hate mine, no, I'm not. Mine was valid. Mine was because it was valid because it's to do with the game okay. that they lost. Okay, Julian, back to your back to your question. Will it help them retain a superstar? Me personally, I don't think it will. However, I think it could help them attract free agent talent, and I think that's more important for for for. The, I say I can't say more important, but I think that's almost as important for a small market team. If they can now be in a position to go and get themselves, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm not saying Zach Levine's going to be the answer to their problems, but guys like that who are disgruntled from their current teams, who are just looking for new opportunities to go and, you know, be a scorer or something like that. Zach Levine's the kind of guy that comes to mind, for instance, um, where I could see, I could potentially see him saying, you know what, Indiana might not be a big market, but they're a team that have a lot of potential. They've got a great, and I think I think a lot of team, a lot of players will see this as value as well. If you've got a pass first point guard on your team, yeah, yeah, yeah. a guy who's averaging thirteen assists, and no disrespect to anyone in Indiana, yeah, but no one on Indiana's team is is like a a cold blooded scorer like that. Last night, Buddy Hill had twenty one points. Um, they had ten, you know, they had seven guys in double digit points, but yeah, like, yeah. But but you can see it's it's Halliburton sharing the wealth. Sharing the basketball amongst everyone on the team. Imagine if you gave him like a certified scorer, as like, he, yes, Halliburton won't be the number one, but he'll he'll be the leader of the team. But that guy is only there to get buckets. Yeah, can you imagine like the the type of opportunities that person has? You have open buckets, they'll probably get how how much easier love. I reckon you'll probably get at least fifteen points off of assists from him alone. Yeah. So I can imagine things like that being a, a reason why they're able to get Fraser Taylor. Free agency talent. I don't know how much value this in-season tournament will have in terms of someone saying, "Do I stay with this team who won an in-season tournament championship, or do I go with that team and go and win an NBA championship?" But I think what it could do is there's still a lot of confidence in them knowing that we can beat the better teams in this league. We've yeah. done it. 
granted it's only one game yeah. and in a, in a, in, a, in the finals it's, it's it's over a seven game series but this is going to be massive for their confidence and i saw jason tatum talking about in an interview how they're going to have to like i think it was prior to yesterday so you're saying we're going to have to play indiana on monday in the in season tournament and then we'll have to play them two more times next year in their place so indiana now had have three home get had at that point would have had three home games against boston and he was like, that's, that's, that's tough. That's brutal. Da, 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 da. Mm. So I feel like in situations like that, where guys are even almost saying, it's got to be long going over there, you're already in their heads. Mm. And, and it's the fact that it now becomes a grudge match. Because 100%. we saw it, the flip side of it, with obviously Sacramento and Golden State, they had the in-season tournament games. And that was a playoff atmosphere because of 100%. what happened last season. Getting it back in blood. That's what, so obviously now the Celtics are going to go into two games against the Pacers in 2024. Mm-hmm. They need it. They need to go at least win one of them. They need to come back strong because you ain't beating us three times. That's like what? That means come playoff time, you've beaten us three times already you've this got season. The mental advantage. I mean, that point. that's 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 not good enough. So. I like it though because whether it creates rivalries, I hope it does. Mm, like, definitely. And then now when those two matches, oh, okay, we won the in season, mm-hmm. we knocked them out. Coming into the arena, yeah, last time I came here, wish. We got sent home. <laughs> we got sent home. So now it becomes a no. We have to win this game, otherwise we're going to give them too much confidence. And then the same way the Pacers are like we beat, we we won before. We're going to do it again. And that intensity in the games is going to be so much better as well yeah. for the league. So yeah. I I like everything that's happening, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy. With it. Something very quickly to add. I read earlier today, which I was quite intrigued about, and. It was a very valid thing. So obviously, we all know that Steph, LeBron, and KD are probably the elite, like goat level kind of standard of talent that we've got in the league, where you can compare them to the greatest to ever play, and mm-hmm. they're probably mm-hmm. the greatest to ever play. And mm-hmm. in terms of the new talent or younger talent, uh, like the NBA has probably been struggling to get the identity of. I know we've got Jokic's and Yanis's and and Beads who are of that nature and stature, but in terms of like marketable, like I think the NBA are trying to also emerge some of the younger stars, probably the guys under twenty five, because obviously the Jokic's and Beads they're all yeah. older. Yeah. So I feel like things like this like has given someone like Halliburton such a massive platform, such a massive definitely like they've got viewership of everybody. There's not a single other game going on at that moment when the in season tournament game was mm-hmm. happening yesterday. Yeah. The entire NBA community is watching. His fellow peers are watching. You've got everyone that is a basketball fan tuning into that game. So all the broadcasters are watching that because it's a sole game. So I think it gives some of these guys that might not have to shine over a seven-game series because you are facing some of the likes of Stephs or LeBrons or KDs who are that good that over a seven-game series, they whittle you down as Jokic and Giannis. Is, and then mm-hmm. They are good enough to eventually whittle you down over a seven-game series because they are the best. But in a one game like atmosphere where as you all know like any team's capable of beating anyone mm-hmm. it does give you that certified validation that he's the real deal like anyone can say and say Halliburton what he did last night was special his first triple double in possibly the the game that mattered most that was his first ever triple double yeah mad in the game that mattered most and that says it all like it, you're, you're talking like raising your level mm-hmm. to your hardest and toughest game or hardest and toughest Rising to the occasion. That's it, it. rising to the occasion. And he's literally done that when it mattered most. I think credit obviously has to go to Halliburton, but I think going back to what you were saying about Adam Silver in the league, it helps us emerge new superstars and it 
also like we talk about him because we have opinions, we're quite knowledgeable about the game. But sometimes when we're speaking about oh how great Halliburton is, not everyone gets to see it. So I think going back to the point about what we're able to create from some of these young superstars, things like yesterday and the in-season tournament has proven is, yeah, it's great. I think we'll see. We'll see how the rest of the, the tournament goes. But I've enjoyed it. I got a little transition, mm-hmm. Rodney. I'm trying to channel my inner, inner Rodney for this one. Mm. You know, you're talking about Tyrese Halliburton. You mentioned what did you say about the trade? Oh, was it? Uh, uh, no, just win because, win. You know, is yeah. There's not that you know. Is I don't know if I don't like, but a lot of people are like, oh, it was a bad trade. They changed the right point that, guard. That, that, yeah. that, that might have been the most even trade I've ever seen. Yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah. literally, like. Like I think both both teams have massively, massively benefited from that. And as I'm saying that, we're going to talk about the other team on the other end of the trade who end up getting some bonus in the trade with uh, for Halliburton, yeah. the Sacramento Kings. And sadly, their fate was not the same as the Pacers last night. <laughs> it was the matchup you man wanted as well. No, 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 no. Remember, it was the matchup you man wanted last week. Them two to go against each other, but two the two of the best younger teams in yeah. the league. In it, if we're being yeah. a, like like. With Fox being like the young star in that team, I don't know if it's if Zion. I don't, I don't know if it's Zion or Ingram who's the young star in this team anymore. But re- really, it should be Zion. Whatever. However, from from everything I've seen of Sacramento, I had full belief that they'd be able to take care of this game. Mm. From yeah. from their 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 strong regular season record last year, and the fact that they were convincing in a lot of their games, um, their really tough playoff series against Golden State as well. I know a lot of people were saying they wanted, if if there was a team you'd want to play in the playoffs last year in the West, it was either Sacramento or Memphis. Yeah, A lot of people said that, but yeah, man, they just, they just couldn't get it done. And I mean, after, after looking at what Brandon Ingram was able to do, I mean, Jules, you, you enlightened me to this, but he couldn't get, he couldn't be stopped. Yeah. Like the way the game started, mm-hmm. but it was, I watched like the first quarter and they were up by at least 10. I think it was 27-17 at a stage. And the game, like Sacramento were playing with that energy you're used to seeing from them, dominating. The crowd were getting involved. They were getting transitional dunks, transitional, they were really energising. Keegan Murray was doing like threes. It was Kevin Herter was dropping. Everyone was hitting yeah. and it was going well. Mm-hmm. Then Pelicans started to come back into it. CJ McCollum hit a couple... Ingram started, you could slowly start the scene. He was making a couple buckets here and there. Zion was chipping in. And then... No, he chipped in with a couple buckets. He, was, he didn't chip in as well you know as when, Brandon Ingram. You know when someone just brings you water, but you're not that thirsty. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Hello, what? <laughs> no. Oh, my Zion days. was... Like, I'm not gonna say piss poor, but fam, he wasn't that great. He, had ten, he was ten, no, six he six. sucked. Like, <laughs> we have to be honest here. No, yeah, no, 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 there's no leeway. We have to understand what, 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 what? Mm. Pull, up, pull up his stats. It wasn't that bad, but he yeah. had what 10 points, yeah, but he only took eight shots, okay, yeah. yeah. Do you know why he only took eight shots? Why? Because he couldn't move up and down the court like that. <laughs> That's why he only took eight shots. He only played 28 minutes, eight reasons well. why he couldn't <laughs> flip and do anything else, yeah. <laughs> Like looking at Zion during that game, I'm just like, 
He's taking the piss. <laughs> After you, in the summer, you've come on Gilbert Arena as a show and you say, yeah, it's tough, man, but I've got the right people around me, oh, da, da, getting in shit, all this stuff. You look like you went right back to, to Mariah and, 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 and done nothing. Yo. Done nothing. What is this? That what, is wild. What am I watching? What am I seeing? This guy, the way he's jogging. Bro, you know when you make a default play on 2K and you're thinking, okay, what what, what dribble style should, should I pick? He was running like the NPC. Like, what, what's going on here? What's he doing? He's gonna, he needs to, he is not in basketball shape. He is not, like... Even when he's trying to be aggressive, it's just like, bro, you're tired, relax. Mm. Like, it's, it was bad. Like, yes, granted, the Pelicans won. You know, the the, the team. Done you're, not, you're not saying but they not, won but because it's like, of him. But it should be like, it should have been a one-two punch. They won in England, spite of him. Zion, exactly. And yeah. I'm just like, what's going on? Because Zion, you, it's so tough because it's like, he basically kind of has the keys to the franchise already-ish. And it's like, he doesn't have, like Charles Barkley's always been saying as well, he don't have like a Moses Malone to really get onto him. He don't have anyone to really get onto him. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm very disappointed in Zion's performance and just how he is. He's energy on the court. He doesn't hustle back. He's just jogging everywhere. Just jogging, jogging. If you want to be a jogger, go and run a marathon, bro. <laughs> on this basketball court, you need to run. You need to run. And you know you need to get into basketball shape. Push yourself. Come on, man. Is this? So what has gone wrong for Zion? Let's, let's stick on this whilst you're here. So, what has gone wrong so for Zion recently? Because he's, he's he was doing well. I think he had the game, he had 31 points. He hit every field goal. But I think after the game, they reviewed it. Do, do, it do you know what it is with, with him that I think? I think people have just clocked him in it. Like he, he hasn't really, his bag has been the same size since he came into the league. And bear in mind, this is his fifth season. I understand it's only his fourth actual season. I don't even know if you can even call it his fourth season because if I, if I, he combined, he's played one less than two seasons worth of basketball. Mm. He's played 132. So that's one full season and 50 games on top of that. But I'm looking at some of like the trends in his game. Like he's shooting a way worse, not a way worse. He's shooting a worse field goal percentage. Um, he's taking less shots. He's playing less minutes. Um, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I mean his three point percentage isn't is is worse as well. Uh, he's getting to the line less and he's making less. But let me be devil's advocate, yeah. Go on. Let's talk about this month. Go on. So no, let's go from November to December. His points. So let's just give his points. A couple field goals. I throw a couple stats around in it. Hit me with it. So we'll go from mid November. Okay, yeah, pause. Yeah, we're gonna pause that. <laughs> <Mid> November, <laughs> from the the fifteenth of November, mm-hmm. he had nineteen points. He shot fifty three percent from the field, and where's he doesn't really shoot threes anyway. So yeah, nineteen points. What else did he have? He had seven rebounds, five assists. Next game, twenty six, mm-hmm. four, four rebounds and six. Mm-hmm. Then twenty six, three and five, twenty five, five and six, thirty two, six and five, twenty six, four and seven. 33, 8 and 6, 12, 4 and 7, 27, 5 and 3, 10, 6 and 6. That isn't as bad as no, what you're li- making it listen, sound. Listen. So, so to be what, devil's advocate. That's why averages exist though, because his, I, I, all the numbers I said to you were his averages, mm. not like one-off games. They're his averages for, for the season. So I understand mm. that, that, that that could mean a combination of things. That could, be, that could mean that you're up and down. That could mean that you're just trending in one direction the whole time. But at the end of the day, we have to be realistic about what's what's happening here, innit? If I'm the Pelicans and I've given Zion this much money, 
And because he got the rookie max, and I, yeah. I think they had to give it to him. Pause. Because what else is there really to do? Um, I'm a bit, I'm more than concerned at this point because the injury thing was one side of it. But yeah. the upside was that when he plays, he was effective. He was yeah. by far the best player on their team and stuff like that. Whereas now, you can't comfortably say that. Nah. Yeah, you can't. It's nah. like, to me, it's, it's Ingram. like Brandon, Brandon Ingram and everyone else. And you're, and at this point, you're kind of it, like, do you expect Zion to play 60 games this season? No. I don't think anyone does. I don't think Zion expects to play 60 games. I don't know if the Pelicans expect him to do it. Right now, he's played, what, 17 games or something like that? And he, we haven't really heard much about any injury problems or anything like that. Really, anyway, sorry. Obviously, he missed the one game, I think, for his child's, his child's birth or something like that. Mm-hmm. But outside that, he hasn't really missed a lot of time. But I wanted to see a lot more improvement in his actual game. And I'm not seeing that. Like, yeah. out, out, outside of... I was gonna say running and jumping. Outside of jumping and dunking and laying up the ball and just being, you know, he's a he's a physical specimen. Like, there's not many guys in the league that would really want to try and defend him when he's when he's in the paint. But if you can stop him from getting into the paint, you know, make make him have to dribble, make him have to put the ball on the uh, on the on the floor and really like uh, show a bit of skill. I think I think you have a chance to have success. And I feel like at one point people were like, I don't know how to stop him. Whereas now, I don't necessarily think that's that's the... Also, like, you can expect him to get gassed at, like, the five-minute mark of every game. Yeah, and the thing is, right, with putting the ball on the floor and that, before, you would see that he would still show his handle. He was still quick and mm. explosive. So he used that explosiveness, explosiveness with his handle to get to where he needs to be mm. to at least attract, you know, attention. But now it's just, like, it's it looks very toned down, like... He's not. Like, I'm not saying he's not aggressive because those numbers in the summer. Yes, there's some. Like for me, I'm expecting Zion, like minimum. I'm th- like what. Brandon Ingram and Zion, I'm saying 25 apiece. Yeah, both of them are under that as well. Both of them, both yeah. of them, in my opinion, are actually relatively underachieving, which could be a big, a big part of the reason why the Pelicans aren't where I kind of expect them to yeah. be at the start of the season. But it's not. He's. He didn't look affected that game. That it was just worrying. Like yes, in some games regular season, yeah, he's he's great, but he's getting a lot of his obviously his points early because, like you say, he gets gassed and then he's just kind of jogging and so and it's like it's just one of the ones where it's like, bro, I can't remember what when it was when he appeared on Gilbert Reed's show. On who show? Gilbert Reed. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just like in that off season. Yes, it's hard to get into, or well, it's a bit difficult to get into basketball shape whilst you're playing the games. And obviously going into scrimmages, it's like, it's different. But at least some sort of conditioning mm. to get you closer there can happen. Like, you to see a change, like, when he first came back before, mm. you could see, okay, he's chiseled down a bit. He's he's lost that. Like, he's he's really preparing so that now throughout the season, he'll be in basketball shape by the time it hits, uh, I don't know, a month or two or Around Novemberish, he's you know he's gonna be there, but it just doesn't look. I don't know what is going on. I don't know if he's, he's, he's Clay doesn't look like his conditioning is there. He's getting gas. He's getting tired. He's playing lower minutes. And is that what Brandon Ingram? How many minutes did he play yesterday? Forty something. Forty on a dot. Forty. He played by the most minutes out of everyone. Forty yeah. minutes. On the and team. Zion should be right there with him. Like, but how many minutes does Zion play? Twenty-eight. And then all the guys after that. Because first of all. 
CJ McCollum, did he play more minutes than Zion? Yeah. yeah. And what did he just have? <laughs> a collapsed <laughs> lung. He's lung them said collapse. And he came back and he's still playing He only more. just got cleared to Jerome. He wasn't allowed to fly. Exactly. Yeah. He only just got cleared. Just to got cleared. And he's game. playing more minutes yeah. than a younger you, Zion, who's meant to be athletic, strong in all, all these things. Mm. He's playing more minutes than you. Just got cleared to fly. What? How does, does that make sense? Are you not embarrassed? Are you not ashamed? Mm. Oh, come on. You should be like, okay, I'm back in, in like at least let me play at minimum like 32 minutes or so around that. Like, Oh, you, you would think that is Darwin Ham coaching this guy because he's on the minute restriction, 28. <laughs> because what's going on? Yeah. No, I think to to ch- chime into what you're saying, I'm just le- understanding that what you both said is so true. When you're looking at Zion, there is an element of him where that sense of domination and fear, like when Zion, there was like that fear, like, oh my God, Zion's playing. Like he, it's going to be a long day for the defense. He's going to grab them. He's going to be aggressive on the offensive end. Like it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a battle in the paint. Now I don't really see that same fear. I don't see that same domination. And I think it shows in his stats and it shows also when he plays, because like you said, he gets gassed. Like playing 28 minutes in a game that is arguably a playoff game. In terms of like, you need your stars will be playing the long most amount of minutes. Do you know what I mean? Win or go home, like do or die, and you're playing less minutes than a guy who just got cleared to fly, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. To fly, look, with play. a collapsed lung, brother, like a collapsed lung. That's serious, so you know. This, this, this is. Um, I think I think the Pelicans might have trouble going forward anyway this season because right now they're twelve and ten. Um, they're they're around five hundred or very very close to five hundred. Hopefully they can they can turn it around though. But this this game was kind of maybe the in season tournament is what they need to kind of motivate themselves to to get it going. I mean this win they won by ten. They they shot better from the three than than Sacramento. I think that's what probably where Sacramento probably fell off a bit. To be honest, Sacramento shot thirty four percent. The Pelicans shot forty five. Um, they both had a very similar free throw percentage, even though Sacramento took 10 more attempts. Um, Pelicans won the rebounding battle, offensive and defensive. Same assists. Pelicans had more blocks, more steals, slightly less turnovers. They killed them in the paint as well. There's no way you're going to win a game when the other team is shooting better than you from free and they have more points in the paint than you. Mm. So I think, I think all in all, I think Sacramento are going to be a little bit disappointed because I really think they were one of the perfect teams for this kind of tournament. And I, yeah. if, if we somehow were able to see it, Indiana or Sacramento, that would have been, been great. That would have been great to watch. Sabonis so had a 26-point triple-double. Yeah. 26, 13, and 10. What's going on with these these guys? Because between Sabonis, Yanis, and Luka, right? Are they, are they all... I said Yanis. Sabonis, Jokic, and Luka. Are they all just built for triple-doubles? Is that what it is? The way it's running right yeah. now, isn't and it? You know what it is, right? 100% for... The era that they're in and how they play and how physical they are, built for it because you understand that rebounds for what say for Luca is because he's kind of playing help anyway, so it helps him out there. But for like Jokic and Sabonis, they're getting these boards like in this, even the ones where it's fifty fifty between I don't know one of their teammates. Like they they're just really capturing all these rebounds, the second chance mm. rebounds. They like the position, even if they miss, like they're getting these rebounds, and because they have and understand the art of passing as well, off the pick and roll, as soon as there's a collapse, they just it's just automatic. It's just 
it's just they don't even have to think about it it's just second nature so through that alone they're racking up like I don't know like 10 rebounds easily mm. and then just like out of nowhere you'll see but second quarter they're on like 6 or 7 assists you know like hmm? so it just happens and scoring to them obviously you did Joe is what I've clocked here mainly it's all about like Sabonis and Jokic with Lucas sometimes not all the time but you notice their scoring is very simple. They're not doing too much. Yeah, so because it's very simple, it's easy for them to get to 10 to 15 points so quick. Because just, okay, I'm a screen and roll, boom. All right, yep, he's driving in. I'm just going to be here on the help side, mm. weak side. Oh, I've got a nice open medium. Just going to take it. Okay, what? I've got a mismatch here. One move quick. Oh, it's so simple and quick. And you're just like, by the time you look up, you're like, this is on 15 points. Wait, when did that happen? Mm. You know what I mean? So because it's so simple, they have so much more energy to get the rebounds. And then because now they're starting to cook, now their assists are coming in. Okay, now, okay, we can't double on, double up now. It's just so simple. So that's why it's just, it's easy for them to get these stats because of how their game is. And it's very, obviously, the players around them mm. compliment them a lot. But mm. I think so, also you've got to give Sabonis credit because I think, obviously, Jokic is the greatest passing big we've ever seen. Um, Luca is a phenomenal point guard, and obviously he can assist. He's not the best point guard, like assistant point guard in the league, but, but he's, he's still up he's there. still up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So bonus on the other hand, to be get, seeing him getting ten assists is crazy because yeah. a few years ago I would never have attributed that to Sabonis' bag. Like, and you look, I look at there was a specific play um, he did yesterday. I don't know if you took notice before Cam. You see that bounce pass he did? Yeah. So it was a cut. So it was a screen and roll that usually a point guard does with a big, but yeah. he's the big doing it with a point guard. It yeah. was crazy. He did the bounce pass in between two guys. And obviously the guard ran, whoever, I can't remember who it was, but they just made an easy layup. But it's the fact that he has that in his bag to do. Like a few years ago, I would never have thought Sabonis could do it. But I think what you're saying is true, Ronnie, that these players are starting to really do some of the basics better, which allows them to do things like that. Like some of those plays that were designed for big, that coaches are now saying, no, actually, you have the ability to make that pass. Let's run this play back to front. And you as a, as a big man is passing to the smaller guard and being mm. able to, he's making that cut instead of you and you'll bounce past it to him to make the easy two points. So I think it's also down to the intelligence of some of these players. 100%. I think um, just looking at Sabonis' stats, I mean, he's... Got a, he's always averaging a double for the last one, two, three, four. For the last six seasons, he's averaged a double double. Mm. No, five, sorry. Five he, he, seasons. He gets double. rebounds. He's like, he's a good rebounder. He's very good rebounder. Yeah. Always between, uh, basically around the 12 mark, he always yeah. gets around 12 a game. But the last two seasons, he's averaged 7.3, and this season, he's averaging 7.1 assists. Mm. So he's definitely um, changed up his game. I, I don't know if it's changed up his game a bit. I think he's just been, been around different talent. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest changes being with De'Aaron Fox, who's a scoring guard, mm. you know, and I think I think with that, Sabonis can pass, and he's one of the better passers in the league. It's it's hard not to to get the opportunity to get these kind of stats in a game when you have guards like De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk cutting to the basket. You've got Herter spotting up from three as well. Mm. Keegan Murray spotting up from three. So there's just loads of opportunities there for him. Um, but yeah, no, I just found, I found that quite interesting. I find that quite interesting. I'm kind of excited now going forward. So, so on 
Thursday, is it now? We've got yep. the Lakers and the Suns, which should be a good game. Yep. And then we've got the Knicks and the Bucks, which which I'd be quite surprised. Like, I'm not counting the Knicks out of that game at oh, all. I'm not. Because the, I'm the not. Bucks, while the Bucks have a good regular season record so far this season, anyway, I've seen them be close in games. They really shouldn't be close in. Yeah, it's like, it's been a lot of struggle wins. 100%. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, there's a lot of struggle wins. But then again, it could, that maybe, that's it, man. Like, obviously, James Jones got better. Look at all the struggle wins that Leicester did when they went on their run. <laughs> so it, yeah. it's, it's kind of given the same yeah, sort yeah, of... Yeah, it's not always going to be pretty. Yeah, it's not always going to be, but as long as they get the wins. Um, but but I'm, I'm saying that the Knicks only have one less, one one more loss than the Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks haven't been great. I think there was a couple of, I'll say, teething issues, obviously, with the trade and everything. And they have lost games they should have won. Like, I think, and I think at the beginning, there was a bit of a, remember what Yanis said about this is Dame's team. I believe he held back in a couple of games. And then it's, now you're starting to see, obviously, Yanis doing what Yanis does. Dame's also getting here. So I think is that working with each other and understanding how it works. However, some of the defeats, I had a recent defeat to Chicago, which went OT. Yeah, uh, Crusoe hit the buzzer beater, right? He did. And it's like, not being rude, this is a team that we're all talking <laughs> about that needs to blow, it up, blow yeah. it up. You should not be losing to this team. You shouldn't even be going to overtime. Like, get the job done. It shouldn't even get to the point that they're in the game mm. to, for Caruso to hit that. Just do it. So I think that's what's happened a bit this season. Um, they're not there yet, but... The, the Knicks are also 10-4 and four in their conference. The Knicks, the Knicks so they, haven't been bad. They, they, play, been bad. they play well against against the Eastern Conference. It'll be an interesting game. Um, I'm going to say I've got the... In fact, yeah, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Fuck it, let's do it. I'm going to go with the Knicks winning. I'm going to go with the Lakers winning. I'm going to go Suns and Bucks. Suns, Suns win and Bucks. Jules, you're gonna, you have to root for the Lakers. Bucks and Lakers. I think the Bucks will do it and then... Yeah, big game, big game. Uh, it'll be tough though. So I, I didn't want to face the the Suns, innit? No, but you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's tough because that's I'm, mad because you have the you have the best record as well, right? That, yeah, and you still got, got the, the toughest team to me, <laughs> innit? So, yeah. yeah, I think them and the Nuggets are the two teams and the Clippers. Like, you don't win in a one-off game because they have the superstar talent to do it. Yeah. Um, so does everyone really? But yeah, I think both games will be interesting. Um, I think the Bucks need to, like, to me. It would be a blemish on this season if they yeah. lose to the Knicks. Like, I think the way the Pacers are playing right now, if they get to that um, division, whatever it's called, conference, whatever, against the, the Pacers and lose that, it's a bit like, cool, the Pacers are on the up, they're playing crazy. But I feel the way the Knicks are playing right now, it would be a blemish on the Bucks if they lost to them. 100%. 100%. And I think this is where, like, Yanis and Dame, like, Yanis, you've won a title. Dame... With Portland, you haven't really been there. Obviously, conference finals once, but come on, like you've got to get past this mini hurdle, in my opinion. One, one, one last thing about in-season tournament quickly. I think any any person who says that they're going to invalidate the in-season tournament as um, being of any, you know how they did with the bubble that like, oh, it doesn't matter, it's the bubble kind mm. of thing. They can't do that about this now because there's good teams in it as well. Yeah. Like yeah. the fact that the Celtics are in it and lost, the fact that the Lakers and Suns are in it now as well, the KD Bucks are in LeBron. it as well. That you can't, you, you, what, can't, what do you, you can't you can't invalidate this and say oh people weren't trying because they're there mm. they're there you can't say that in it so just just as a little precursor to a conversation we know is going to happen in the future yeah for and, real. Um, obviously it would have been nice we would 
love, would have loved to promise, obviously, kings and places. That would have been great. Yeah. But it didn't happen. But on the talks of promises... <laughs> Damn. Damn. That was someone was promised a max. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Like you have to hold that one up, bro. That was yeah. That was that was good, bro. Someone was promised a max contract. A max. Someone said, "Yeah, man, I got you for the. Don't worry, man. Just take take a bit of money down, and mm. I give you the max. Don't you'll, worry. You'll get about that, it. bro. So James Harden obviously said it before, and he's. Double down or triple down on it again now that Daryl Morey. Wait, wait, you got to do it. Daryl Morey, he's a liar. <laughs> he's a liar. He's a liar. <laughs> For those who's listening, Jules is recreating the club photos oh, yeah. that, that James was, Harden did. That was. Calling Daryl Morey a liar. Yeah, but oh my gosh. Daryl Morey, he promised James Harden a max contract. It didn't happen. It didn't go through. It caused all these issues with him and the Sixers. And yeah, so. What, like, what? What's your takes on this? Like, because if you're you've been promised a max contract, mm-hmm. I'm expecting times in. Okay, cool, yeah. And then on the flip side, you're like, I think I've already played. Maybe I might have to <laughs> retract that, refund that real quick, cancel yeah. the order and that. But yeah, <laughs> what, cancel what, the <laughs> order. <laughs> <laughs> what's your guys' thoughts on on these comments and just harden double down on this again? I think I think to some extent I. We knew we knew this was what the problem was because mm. whether I I believed it was just that he was gonna get given uh, a long term contract and then traded, mm. whereas Maury, but this this is what I'm, I'm confused about now. I think about it. Harden opted in for the one year, mm-hmm. yeah, the last season he opted in for the one year, played it out, was a free agent this season. And signed back with the 76ers for, for a one-year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Before he was then traded to us. Then traded, yeah. But I don't understand how that makes sense. Because if my man told you he was going to give you a max contract, yeah? At what point was he going to give you the max contract? Was it in the summer? Because if he was going to give you a max contract in the summer, why did you then sign the one-year deal? Knowing you were, you should have been eligible. Do you understand why I'm confused? Yeah, because yeah, I'm confused. I thought like, he signed that one-year deal to keep it friendly so whatever moves they need to make can be made. And then they're going to sort something out after this year but it'll be it. can you can you get up their contracts of Who's? the players of the 76ers uh yeah yeah, yeah maybe because i don't know if maybe it's Tobias harris i don't know if there's a big player that's maybe his his contract's up at this season uh, it's Tobias harris i can it tell is. you to, 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 this yeah is so i think it's, last, that's last probably year. what it is then maybe Tobias harris they couldn't afford to pay so again, Tobias Harris was chosen. Ooh. So again, Tobias Harris. I, I don't know if you can say he chosen. was chosen. He was already on the team. Yeah, but again, if it was if his contract is up, and they're thinking, ooh, Tobias Harris, th th, his contract is up soon. I mean, yeah, so let's go ahead on. Okay, I'll I'll tell you who the um who the free agents are in twenty twenty four. So coming off contracts next year, Tobias Harris. Mm. How much is he on? Thirty six mil. Hey, says it all. <laughs> Tobias Harris over me? <laughs> over me? <laughs> Tobias Harris is a criminal man. There's, there's more though. Home record. There's, Hello, there's, there's more. So Tobias Harris, 36 mil. Now Marcus Morris, 16 mil. Robert Covington, 12 mil. Mm. Nick Batum, 11.2 mil. Wow. D'Anthony Melton, 8.6 mil. Furkan Korkmaz, 5 mil. Daniel House, 4, 4.2 mil. Patrick Beverly, three point one mil, and then obviously they got they're gonna have to. But the 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 real 
root of the problem was not that Tobias Harris was here. They didn't pay Maxi last year. They have to pay him this year. Have to. So Tyrus Maxi is gonna get gonna get a max contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. From um from Philadelphia, it will be a four or five year. If he makes an an all star team or, or an NBA team, we'll make all star. We we could be talking about one of those Luka Doncic type deals. Mm. So. They, they. I think they're aware they're gonna have to pay him, and I think they, they needed to be. They needed to be financially flexible. So I understand why you wouldn't. I wouldn't give James Harden a contract either because mm. after what you saw in get in in the playoffs last oh, year, that's what I'm saying. Can't I say the playoffs winner. after you saw what happened in that Boston series. I'm yeah. not giving him shit. I don't. Ooh. I don't care. My man is on my team right now, and we better not give him no money either because it's ridiculous. But then why promise him that in the off season? Because I'm sure that's what Harden's alluding to. No, of course. I he, he said he lied. He said he lied. He had to lie about something. Yeah, so he must he have said something. Did he promise it in off season? Was it before? Like at some point, well, in the time that Jay and I reckon what it was when James Harden got there. before that's he got yeah. there when he was in Brooklyn mm. and when he was deciding whether he wanted out I think him and Daryl Morey were DMing each other pillow talking each other mm-hmm. and uh, Daryl Morey said to him if you come to Philly I will give you a max contract Yeah, I think and I think right. that's at the point that he lied and I think James Harden maybe only realised or or clocked that that that, that Daryl Morey was delaying it and actually eventually was just never going to do it maybe in the off season yeah. now I wonder what Daryl Morey was saying to evade it for so long. Yeah. Because we're talking about two years, basically. Mm. But he's probably saying, yeah, we, we discussed it. Even, end of the season, end of the season, isn't it? I'm deep. This might have even happened when James Harden was still in Houston. Yeah, I think it did. That's what, that's what, ooh. This might, because think about it, Daryl Morey left, left Houston, right? Before yeah. James. And I think when James Harden was asking out of Houston, even, I think Daryl Morey might have already been in contract, in conversation with Philadelphia, to be getting a getting a job in Philly mm. because when I think when Harden got out of Houston, Daryl Morey hadn't landed in Philadelphia yet. Mm. If I'm correct, I yeah, think I'm, yeah. I it think was, I, it was like literally the same time. Yeah, so maybe that was maybe that's the point at which he he, he was telling him all this stuff. But I'm I'm sure it was reiterated when that he left Brooklyn exactly to get him there. That that is what that was 100. percent Yeah, that, that, because yeah. I believe what you're saying is true that he probably said over the duration that like, you will get a max and at some point <laughs> and I think based off what Harden was when he was coming there he was probably still a max player so I think Daryl Morey still thought he was getting that Harden yeah. there so he's like well you're a max player anyway I'll probably I'm saying that because you are and then the reality set in that well, he's not let's 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 look at the real of the real yeah so Harden's this guy's taking a piss so Harden's last full season in Houston, is this his last full season? Yeah, his last full season in Houston, he averaged his highest input, uh, second highest point total, thirty four point three points per game. Mad. He averaged uh, seven point five assists and six point six rebounds, shooting eighty six percent from the free throw line. Um, you know he. Bro, I forgot how many free throws he attempted. Fam. He was attempting 12 free throws a night Game, this yeah. last year. He was shooting, uh, let me get a three point percentage. Three point percentage was 35%. Not great, but not awful. As now I think it'll be deemed awful, but bear in mind, this is what, three, four years ago now we're talking about. So different time, slightly different time anyway. Um, his field goal percentage was dog shit though. 40, <laughs> yo, he was shooting 44% from the field. He just wasn't shooting that well. So, it, it is what it is, isn't it? But, but he it, had 34 
34 points a game because he's shooting 12 free throws. Free throws isn't it? Okay, yeah. him and him and B got a similar game. Mm. So <laughs> that was his last full year in Houston. Now, if I if I tell you since then, if I ask you to guess what his highest uh, average in points would be, what would you say roughly? 20, 25. 25. I think 21. It's got to be. He must have one at 25. It's either 21 or 18. 23. 24.6 was his highest. Yeah. And that was that was the following year when he was in Brooklyn, Houston for eight games and in Brooklyn. Brooklyn yeah, I, I assume so, yeah. Since then, he's gone on to average 22 the year after that, mm-hmm. 21 the year after that mm-hmm. in Philly, and now he's averaging 15.7 in, 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 in LA. Jesus! So, so, so let's let's be honest about the situation. 15! Daryl Morey might have lied, but he knew something. <laughs> Daryl Morey might have lied, but he knew something. 15! He said 15.7. Now listen here, James. What? <laughs> you are not the same. So so we, we, we do have to be honest about the situation, how things have changed. I said 15. Like, the thing he, is, Harden's not in that shape that he used to be. Mm-mm. He's not as aggressive I as I think that be. is the biggest part of it as well 100. from when he got he got into and that energy. that suit he was wearing in Houston <laughs> from when he put down <laughs> yeah from when he put down he has, his game has Yo. not been the same and that is just a fact that is 100%. just a fact but also we have to be honest about it as well his 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 um shot attempts has gone out gone down every year he went from shooting 20 20 22.3 in his last season in Houston <clears throat> times a game yeah. Wow. Because he was the main guy in it. Yeah, yeah. He's shooting 22 times. He's shooting, yeah, Luca numbers. Oh, that wasn't even his highest. His highest, <laughs> his highest shot total was 24.5. 25 He was taking shots. 25 shots a game. <laughs> but that was also his best His best season yeah, by average, yeah. averaging 36 points a game, which is crazy. Absolutely. Shots a game. Of course you could. I, ho- I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. And you better. <laughs> bear in mind, he was still getting to the free throw line 11 times a game as well. So, it's, it's going to happen. But now he's taking 10 shots a game. He's taking 10 shots a game. I get why the numbers are going to decrease in, t- in terms of shots because, like I say, in Brooklyn, there were still two other Up guys as yeah. well. Sixers, yes. You had Embiid, Maxi, Tobias, at some point, and then obviously Clippers. Oof. Do you know what, actually? I'm, I'm going to take back my statement. I was wrong because the reason why his everything he's doing in Clippers now fifth only this year I'm saying that for in it or even the other years since he's left Houston he's had better scorers on his team his role had completely changed he's, yeah. he led the lead in assists league in assists he did he yeah. did once or twice in that time last well. se- last season he led the league in assists mm-hmm. at ten point seven uh, I'm sure there was another season, season as, well. as well yeah he did ten yeah. point he had ten point three uh, the season before that as well so so his role has changed in it obviously. Um, we've seen James Harden have a crazy amount of assists. He had 11.2 his career high in in Houston back in 2016, 17, I believe. Mm. Um, but now, like, bro, he's taking 10 shots a game. He's shooting 46, 46% from the field, which is his highest ever, no, so second highest ever field goal percentage. Is what? His second highest ever field goal percentage. Is- this is 46.2. He's shooting wow. 40% from three, which is his highest Ever three point percentage as well. So, adding context, I understand his free throw attempts are at an at the third lowest they've ever been at forty four four point four sorry um, a night. So I think okay, we can't just look at numbers. I understand that that's perfectly fine. He's taking less shots. However, James Harden is thirty four years old. Oh, yeah. the last time we saw 
a 34-year-old get a max contract and it work out might have been LeBron James. It's definitely LeBron James. Well, because even KD, when he got his, he got injured. Yeah. CP3 got his and what's happened since it might only be LeBron might be and I feel like a lot of teams need to use this model and say unless you're in the shape that LeBron's in we cannot give you a max <laughs> it doesn't make sense it doesn't and if we give you a max it can't be for more than two years because yeah. we expect you to 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 to, to break down yo he was thinking out oh, he's flipping mind bruv you're 34 years old you want a flipping max contract no but deep for how many years what four years are you flipping yeah, dumb it also, it also depends From 34 to 30 yeah. I should give you this much money that's crazy uh, are you crazy when I've got a basically a 20 year old you right there playing next to you come on man let's be real like now we have to deep like if you're going to take be wise with it make it you make it make sense it's you're make not it in your sense. peak you want a like a what a three four year max you're 34 years old like you're 34 years old, you ain't showing no energy. You're only getting older. You think now you're gonna turn 35, and all of a sudden you're you're playing great defense. You're diving for you're doing all that. You're like no way. I, I can't. Uh, Darren Moore, if you lie, yeah, you're a liar. You're a punk for that. But James Jiggity Harden, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Now I have to deep. It has to make sense. Like Juju James, 34 years old, and you think you're gonna get a max contract? Like if if he was, it, it cannot be more than two years. So, so yeah, like, and yes, yeah. and that means you have had to have played your mind out. Like, I'm talking at least a great form of sight. If James Holland wasn't here, we would have no chance. If it was like that, mm. there probably wouldn't be no issues. But come on, man, that ugh, I'm again, I'm corrected. Steph Curry was the last, the last um oh, guy sorry. 34 years or older to get a max contract and it worked out. And that was he only signed that, like, he, he only. He would have signed it, I think, the year before last. I think the year they won a championship, he probably signed an extension this, the following season. Right. Steph's 35 years old. It's fully valid. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and, unless you're an all-time great, we cannot give and you this contract. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and look at Steph. This this guy he still runs. People still yeah. find it And even he, even he has a, a, a few injuries now and again. It's nothing severe, thank God. But like, yeah. but I just feel like... um. Yeah, you, you Steph, you're gonna get him like he's going to run. The, the, cut, to the cut off the cut off point really should be when you get to 32. We have to really evaluate how many games you've missed. Where where are you trending in terms of your points and stuff like that? Because this is why it was so hard to move Dame Lillard. Why it was so hard to move yeah. guys like Bradley Bill because their contracts far exceeded their value. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. Jiggity James. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Right, it's gone from your problem to yours, so... I'm fine, bro. He's on a one-year deal. Is it? <laughs> he's on a one-year deal. Brody's happy now. Is that, yeah? And and at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, you know, we're, we're, we're out here still beating Golden State. We lost the first game, but we came back in the second game. Paul George hit a very, very timely three to oh, win the was, game That was a 33. Cold step back three, Clay Thompson's face. Thank you, Clay. We appreciate that. Draymond, too. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, you know, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're not where we need to be. We're, we're working towards it. Working to it. We're still. We're still. We're still not winning the championship. But well, it's it's clear to say there's a lot of beef in the James Harden situation, and you know, words and lines on part of paper. What's beef? Let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Let me. Wait. That's a, that's a, what's beef? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great like song, by the way, but yeah. still. Word to nines and four oh paper. What's God. beef? 
Beef is where he made you do a course LeBron. The B word so loosely. <laughs> now, come on, come on, come right, on. Guys, if come you're watching on. this, you better hail him up. I want to see it in the come comments. On. That was that was elite Run. transitioning. Listen. <laughs> Ron and Ime Udoka beefing. Now, was this just what it, from the game where it sent from? No. The thing is with, with uh, <laughs> X mm-hmm. <laughs> is that... They gonna pull some highlights on your ass. So now they dropped highlights upon highlights of Ron giving Ime Yudoka work. Work, <laughs> bro. What? I'm talking is quarter four. You need these deadlines. The yeah. client is calling. You're yeah. calling the client. They, they don't want to buy it. They don't want to buy it. But it's nah. Nah, you're getting everything, bro. <laughs> Ime Yudoka got the business and more. Yeah, man. Now, does it stem from that? Maybe it does. Maybe not. I'm not too sure. But all I know is throwing that word so loosely <laughs> is a problem. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a big problem. So now. Wait, should we explain what happened first? Yes, yes. So. Cam, Cam, you, you want to do it? Um, yeah, I can. I don't mind. So um, Houston and LA were playing, and um, I believe LeBron was talking to the referee in front of Emo. Someone traveled with yeah, yeah, in front of, in front of Emo Doka, and then Emo Doka's basically telling LeBron stop bitching. Yeah, because he was first first when I think that they got the, called a foul because there was a travel before the foul. I didn't really like a foul, and then obviously the Lakers like, "Yo, ref, what do you mean it was a travel before?" And da, da, da. and then Emo Doka was like, "Oh, you guys stop stop crying like bitch or something like that." And then that word rung mm. LeBron's ear. Something said, "What?" <laughs> then he's gone. <laughs> Hey, don't use that word so loosely yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. And I can't lie. Listen, LeBron should have been a savage. Yeah, he should have been a savage. And Shannon Sharp said this. Yeah, and I said, yeah, he should have. He should have. When Ime Udoka called him that word, mm-hmm. he should have said. Well, because you were messing with them white ones. <laughs> hey, that's hey. why you are where you are right now. Hey. Huh? Or, or, or in fact, I would have been like, hey, hey ring, ring, near along. <laughs> is that who you want to call as well? Yeah. What? You have to. This is one thing. Understand. He's going to be a respectful man. He's going to say, don't, don't. I'm saying, no. Hit him where it hurts. What? You may do because down the ground, stomp on his head, bruv. You have to say what? Let, let me, let me. <laughs> from from one faithful man to one unfaithful man. From LeBron <laughs> to Ime Udoka. Mm-hmm. I think it hit him hard. I think one thing, like you said, Rodney, they pulled up highlights online and I haven't seen. First of all, I think it's hilarious how LeBron is now playing against coaches that he was given work to <laughs> back in the day. You know, he's he's been around that long. So stat Muse is brilliant. I searched up LeBron James versus Emo Udoka. And okay. I have stats. Oh, okay. Conspiracy cam is back. I have hey. stats. From 2006 Dyer. onwards. How old when, are you? From when LeBron was playing against Emo Udoka when, um, in his playing career, not just when Emo was coaching. In, in LeBron's career versus Emo Udoka as players, strictly nothing to do with coaching, yeah? Mm-hmm. LeBron averages 32.1 points. <laughs> <laughs> nine, nine rebounds. Oh. 6.6 assists. Domination. 1.1 steals. 0.5 blocks. 
on 51% shooting from the field. Damn. 36.6 from three. And has a plus minus average of 6.3. Damn. So, you may you wouldn't be throwing this word around so loosely. I've got 32 reasons why you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, like, like you're tired of, of him getting worky on your team because that's what he's doing. <laughs> getting worky. Bro, Le, Le, LeBron is is Tusi sliding, mm. uh, electric sliding. He's slipping and sliding. He's he's finessing. In, and, and I feel like as a coach, this must be the most frustrating thing in your career. Like, I feel like Pop might have moments like this, but probably not at the same time because Pop won rings against, won rings against LeBron. Back in 07 and in uh, 2014. Mm. So it doesn't feel the same. But if this man, the whole time you've been associated with this league, has been whipping your ass. Do you see the way Kendrick Perkins was saying that Luka, had, what he does to the Clippers? Yeah. With the belt? That's what LeBron does to Emo Doka. As a player and as a coach as well. And I understand this long. It's, it's, every, it's not ideal. Every year of your life, though. Yeah, it's... Two thousand and since two thousand and six. That, that's when the first game here is listed. Bro, that is what we're twenty twenty four in two weeks, bro. Bro, I, I, were, were you telling me that he's been basically? <laughs> you beat the bitch, teammate. <laughs> he's he's been whipping ass for eighteen years, bro. Yes. Let me tell you, he's been whipping ass so long. The child that was born in that time can now drink legally in this country. <laughs> whipping the ass. What? Are you crazy? No. Are you crazy? Now, what what Ime said was crazy though, because he was like, soft ass boy, stop bitching. Act like you're gonna do something. That how you couldn't he, he was in because, the, he was because now <laughs> because because now if LeBron goes there and swings his jaw to blood cleat, yeah, what happens then? How much money he's gonna lose? <laughs> it's not worth that it. That LeBron said we're all grown up, we're all grown men, that bitch word yeah. ain't cool. Like Plus, what's the point like of going to like why me as LeBron am I gonna go? And swing Ime Yudoka, get kicked out of the game, probably get suspended for God knows how many games, lose all that money. That's fine. I'm going to just talk to you and get you thrown out of the game because not only the. Um, what was the final score of that game? Uh, um, 107 so 97. Yeah, we won. Not only did you lose your position because you got thrown out of the game, you also lost the game. Yeah. On top of that, you've lost your wife. <laughs> Dude. Like, you've just taken bails. Why, why do I need to do anything you else? One, he lost his last job. And you lost your job. Like, uh, bro, you lost. And the championship caliber team. Yeah. Look how many things you lost. That's why, maybe that's why you want to say, maybe it's not me who you want to say it to, innit? Like, but yeah, that would have just been long. And, but. LeBron didn't even have a good game as well. Yeah, he, like. 16, yeah. 16 7 and 4. Yeah, that wasn't great. But this is what the headline is. But <laughs> this is what the headline has become. It could have just been. Uh, I, in fact, I feel like because this whole situation happened, no one cares that LeBron because ha- I didn't hear anything about LeBron I, having I, a, I, having I a bad even, game. Yeah, I know he won, but I didn't realize LeBron had that. So. Yeah, so he shot seven to f- seven to seventeen. Like, not 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 great at all. But at the end of the day, that's not the headline. The headline is that email. Like, I'm looking online now. I searched up the game. Emil Deco was wrong to go at LeBron James. LeBron's wild feud with Rockets coach Ime Udoka caught on tape. Ime Udoka 
ejected after sassy back and forth with LeBron James. Sassy. Sassy. Man said it's a cat fat. Get the handbags out. Louis. What do you mean? Man said sassy. That's I saw Dylan Brooks doing his nonsense again as well. The staring thing where just... He looking bare weird. And I swear LeBron like, went to mock him for a he bit. He was just looking at him. I was like... Is this nigga really doing this? Like, like, I don't get it, man. Hey, what, he, he, he's playing the villain thing, isn't he? He has yeah. to he's, he's in character, isn't it? Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like yeah, a WWE wrestler, bro. Like he's in character, the villain thing. He's trying to run it, and he's trying to keep up with it. The 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 Rockets were getting blown out as well. It was a fifteen point game, and they, and they were getting blown. They played better when Emo got. I, I, I assume they took the starters out as well, but there was eight thirty five left in the game. They were down fifteen. And it started getting upset. Really. But yeah, that whole back and f- that whole sassy back and forth was yeah, that, that word was, is crazy. Though. That was jokes, and obviously yeah. LeBron didn't have a great scoring game. That wasn't top ten scoring, you know, worthy. But however, Kevin Durant yeah. has just now entered top ten all time in scoring. That's another smooth transition. Easy money and KD. It's about damn time. Now, KD is one of, if not the best, scorer in NBA. Yeah? One of the top scorers in NBA. Currently? History, bro. History, so yes. yes. If, even if we talk currently, all-time, history, like, he's up there. Okay. Yeah? The weapons that he has from under the basket to deep three is, is poetic. Poetry in motion is nice. It's just effortless. And um, I also just want to say congrats to KD for obviously entering that top 10 all-time in scoring. And there's been a lot of chitter-chatter about who are some of the best scorers in the NBA. Like, forget stats, but like we would say, currently, let's say modern now, and all time, there's a lot of great scorers. Mm. Just to throw a few there. If we're going way back, we're talking Kareem. You know, we're talking Larry. Bergang. <laughs> yeah. We 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 talking even flipping no even, we talking Dirk. Dirk was nice with it. Mid range assassin. Well, well, I feel like one hundred percent you're correct. In my head, I'm viewing this as bag. And I'm not talking about defensive. Ah, okay, if we're going pure, the, pure bag. The way I've interpreted this is who who I enjoy to watch offensively play basketball. Who's in, and we're t- in fact not even that. Who I enjoy watching score the basketball. For me, I would say I've, I think I've said this numerous amounts of times. Um, all time, Melo is definitely up there for me. Melo. When 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 we're, and and I, I don't think you'd be able to that the style of basketball that he was scoring with in the in the. Uh, Late two thousands, early twenty tens, it probably won't work now because there's a lot of mid range. Yeah, um, it's a slower tempo as well because <laughs> that boy's jab stepping for at least three to five seconds. Mm. <laughs> that boy's <laughs> jab stepping for at least three to five. Yeah. Jab. He's in. He's in triple threat for about seven total seconds. Like, <laughs> like he does not care. But when I tell you, I feel like he was one of the most unstoppable scorers I've ever seen. Like the the games in which I've seen him take over, and I'll always reference this because I remember watching it live so vividly, him against Chicago, um, where he hit two buzzer beaters oh, um, from yeah. pretty much the same spot as well. 
Um, the same game. He's he's cold, man. He he's he's one of the coldest. I would definitely say KD as well. I think in terms of bag, yeah. I yeah. I still feel like KD has minimal flaws in his offensive game. I say he had none, but then that's. I saw him get swept. Yeah, it. that was... <laughs> and it kind of... But again, I wasn't sure how healthy he was and stuff like that. But I still feel, feel like... And the fact that he, to this day... How old is KD now? Must be 30, 35. 35 years yeah. old. At 35 years old, he's still one of the leaders in scoring. And league shows that he's got a... He's third right now. He's what? He's the third. Third, exactly. Bro, it's 31 points again. He doesn't rely... That's ridiculous, by the way. But he doesn't rely at all on athleticism to get his points. He's a mid-range assassin can kill you from three as well. He ain't quite got the the handle he used to. It's still very, very clean. But I feel like when he was younger, he had a bit more of a skip with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. When he was in OKC, OKC KD handle yeah. God. was, you would think this little, was, yeah, yeah, that skip he is had right that ball on a string. Like he, his handle was tight. I think he's got one of the most iconic um, pull-up jump shot motions I've seen as well. Like yeah. when I know that ball is in his left hand, yeah, yeah. it's a hezzy straight, straight into and everyone knows it as well. Yeah, but I still but feel it's one of the most unguardable shots of all time. Like, I think once he pulls up and he's in his floor, like you can have your hand in his face. I like, agree. And he's still, like it makes no difference to his motion or not. I agree. Like the alteration of it, he still hits it the I same. I agree. And he's like the way even like when Bobo was gardening just made the shot effortless over. Say, Bobo, Wemby. I, I saw him do it to Wemby yeah, when they played, time, they played San Antonio. Now, this season, Wemby, it was just like, bro, it really doesn't matter, bro. But at this point, we're going to need a nine-footer, bro. To, to, to no, it's, 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 it's true. It's an unguardable shot because if we're being honest, this is a seven-footer, a legit seven-footer. And I still don't know why no one has actually gone and measured this, how tall this man is. He's, he's swerved it for years. He went up this year, pause. How tall is he now? Uh, he went up to. I mean, let me go to so six eleven now. Yeah, like I think. I think. Bro, so. this man is at least yeah, seven feet tall. I still. I remember 11. the Team USA photo. Yeah, when he stood next to Demarcus Cousins. He was next to Demarcus Cousins and Deandre Jordan. Deandre Jordan. Demarcus Cousins was six ten. Deandre Jordan was six eleven. He was clearing them too easily. Yeah, six eleven. Bro, this man is like seven. I, I need to see him next to. He will never take a picture of Victor as well. Never take a picture of Victor when Benyama ever because he knows them two are looking at each other in the eye. <laughs> Close. It's crazy. Um, other scorers. Then we're talking about in terms of I can't as as much as I dislike dislike Michael Jordan as a as a whatever for my agenda. He was, a scorer, he was bro, uh, one of the coldest, coldest. One of the coldest we've ever seen. And and I think if he was able to play um a longer career, I think it would be hit, the gap between him and LeBron in terms of that all time score would be way, way smaller. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's not a question. 100%. That's not a question. Mike I feel like with with Mike's game as well, the sh- the shit with him that would really piss me off is the contested the contested jump shot that he's making. I think, yes, he wasn't a three point shooter, but the time was was different. The time was different. I'm not saying he couldn't shoot threes. He just wasn't like he wasn't a, a th- there was no such thing as a forty percent three point shooter back then, unless all they did was shoot threes. So it's it's understandable, but. He, he, his bag was crazy. I'm not going to question that. I think Kobe's bag... Yeah, that's my guy. I think I think Kobe's bag incorporated a lot more post-game into that. Yeah. I think Kobe in a triple threat was dangerous, man. Very, very dangerous. And when we're talking about him in the in the low post and high post as well, specifically um, on the baseline, actually. Yeah. I was going to say post, but specifically on the baseline, I haven't seen many guys... I've never felt more confident in someone making a jump shot 
Then Kobe Bryant on the baseline. And I remember when he shot <laughs> a left-handed three-pointer because he couldn't go right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant, giant insane, that. He was a cheat code. Like, he is, he is my favourite player of all time. Mm. And is the reason that I watched this game. And, like, Kobe, his bag. So the thing is, Kobe was, like, one of the first guys I kind of saw incorporate the eight, the 90s, sorry, 90s and 2000s kind of scoring. Mm. So... We're talking about Melo. Melo's a, a 2000s like scorer. And then you've got like the modern like 2010s and like what Curry's evolved the game, the shooting. The shooting. Yeah, it's different. But what Kobe had, because obviously Kobe was drafted in 96, Six. isn't it? Yeah, so 96. He had that whole rough era of it was very physical. It was hard to score. Then he got in this whole, the 2000s era where the game kind of transitioned into more of a, a better shooting league. It wasn't just about the big man rolling to the paint and the big guys, 100%. big man strictly getting the points. And I think <coughs> his bag was so unique because he could kind of do everything. Like we're talking, he, he wasn't, three-point shooting wasn't a big deal then, but he could pull up from three. He could, mid-range, solid. Finishing that, that uh, his, his mid-range was one of the best. Best, like, literally. Like, and, and it was, again, sometimes when Kobe was in his bag, and because Kobe had that mentality drive with it, it's like if he's on a streak where he's hit four shots in a row, you best know he's going to hit his <laughs> next four shots, bro. And it's peak. Long. And it's a long day. And I love what Kobe did because he, he really, you're looking at what he did in terms of like scoring, Finishing at the rim as well, like not just dunking, but it's the tough layups that like you saw with MJ, but then transitioned into this modern day. Kobe's up there, man. 100% up there, the, the greatest scorers of all time. But yeah, big shout out to MJ because the guy averaged 30 points of his career. Like his career average is 30.1 points. That is crazy. Fitting his sec, his first season, MJ had, he averaged, what was it, 20, I think it was 28.7. 28.2 yeah. in his rookie season. Yeah. That's dumb. By year three, he was on 37 points. That's flipping dumb. Year four, 35. Year five, yeah, 32. season in the league and you're averaging 37 And, and the worst points. thing about it is he played every single game. 82 games that season. Yeah. 37, then 35, then 35, then 32.5, then 33.6, then 31.5, then 30, then 32, 26.9, 30... MJ's MJ's different class, bro. If, if, the man was just getting if he never, eaten up. If if he never if he never tried to do the comeback and go to Washington, mm. his great average would be much better than it is. It is, and and what I always respected about MJ was he rarely missed games. Like I'm talking, obviously, he left the league and whatever. But I'm saying when he was in the game, like you're looking at seasons, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So ten seasons, he, he played every game. That's very and impressive. two seasons, it was 81, 80. Very impressive. So that's, that's 10 seasons at 82, and two other seasons, 80, 81 and 80. That's why the older guys have a problem with the young, with the new guys now, because yeah. people now, think about it, to make an OMBA team, you have to play 65 games, and people think that's a lot. That's not. And it's like, bearing <laughs> in mind, MJ playing 82, I'm very sure everyone else in that era was playing, it was just the norm to play every single what, game, what, innit? What were we missing games for, innit? Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was nonsense. Um, no, one, one other guy as well, Tracy McGrady. T Max bags. We're talking about bags, yeah, 100%. T Max bags. 100%. I feel like there's a lot of. a lot of. I feel like if you ask Kevin Durant, who was one of his favorite players when he was younger, he would probably say gear more towards a Tracy McGrady. Yeah. And I feel like with Tracy McGrady as well, I feel like him, Mike, Kobe, 
I'm trying to think if there's anyone else on top of my head. But, like, they were three of the best scorers who were dunkers. Mm. Like, obviously, everyone was dunk. But when we talk about dunk, like, dunk contest dunkers, you know? In game. I feel bad for Tracy McGrady because if he, if, he, if he chose any other year to go into the dunk contest, he might have won. Mm. But going up against Vince, yes. I mean, that is still <laughs> so, the greatest. So, is it, yeah, <laughs> of course, be, be, best dunkers I've ever seen yeah. as well. But, yeah, Tracy's game was crazy. Uh, he had that. He had that. Uh, was it? He had thirteen points in like eight seconds or something. Yeah, I think he holds the record for the quickest points. Is it thirteen? Yeah. Let me get. I, I'm pretty sure. Du- I think, yeah. no, I'm pretty sure it was thirteen points, but it was, it was in like thirty seconds, or something dumb like that. Ridiculous, bro. Like t- oh, it was. So it was when he was still playing for Houston. I remember. So yeah, thirteen points in thirty-three seconds. That's ridiculous. Seconds, yeah. <laughs> that's just, ridiculous. Just, just what are you on, bro? <laughs> no, brothers, don't even finish with thirteen points in a game. Yeah, and man, had that in thirty-three seconds. You, like. you, so, I think when we're talking about, and I don't know if I can call this bag work, but when we talk about scorers and just being dominant, you have to say Shaq's name. I don't really think that's much of a question. I think the fact that Shaq was so bad from the free throw line and still was able to absolutely dominate the way he was in terms of points as well, mm. is ridiculous. Um, one of the most boring players I've ever seen play, but big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Yeah. I love Tim Not Duncan. exciting at I all I love Tim Duncan. Simple. He's number 12 all-time in scoring. Big, big, yeah. Like he, he just played the game, like you said, in the most basic manner, in the manner it's meant to be played in, yep. and just did his job. Yeah. And he won the championships that he deserved. I'm trying to see the drop-off, though, because LeBron's currently at 39... Uh, one four zero yeah. regular season points, right? Um, I'm trying to see like at what point does someone have half of what he has? So I need like somebody who has twenty four. So twenty seventh on the list has twenty four eight one four, which is Patrick Ewing. Mm. So you're telling me, yeah, you can be twenty seventh on the list, have half the points, you can, and with half the points of LeBron. Joe, so I don't. Like, Almost demoralizing that is like because I, I, I can't think who's like Steph's that like on this list. Russ is thirty is twenty eighth. Steph is thirty seventh. Demar Derozan's forty fifth. Dame's fifty seventh. Uh, Paul George is eighty eighth, which is quite surprising. Giannis is ninetieth. Is that on all time scoring? Scoring, yeah. Wow, all time scoring. Uh, Rudy Gay, <laughs> Rudy Gay's one hundred and fifteenth. Kyrie's one hundred and sixteenth. AD's one hundred and eighteenth. Kyle Lowry's 119th. Hmm? Kyle Lowry's no, no, 119th. No, no. Kyle Lowry's had a, had a few seasons. No, but no, he, he was never like a scorer like that. It's just yeah. it's longevity though, isn't mm. it? Because at that point, we're on 15,000 points. He's been in the league for 15 years. Yeah, no, he's, so that's capable. It's averaging just over over 10 a game. But I just feel like I at one point, I really believe KD would be able to crack that top five. I don't think it's possible anymore, man. Because for KD to get top five... It's so just because he missed too many seasons. KD needs... In 100%. KD needs 5,000 more regular season points to get... Yeah, he needs 5,000 more because he'd have to overtake Michael Jordan at that point. 5,000 more points to to get top five all-time in scoring. I don't know if that's even possible. How many? And he's 35. He'd have to have 2,000 points this year. Uh, he, <laughs> no, he needs to play for five years and average maybe four years and get about 1,000... Three each, yeah. The the the, I feel like he could finish top, definitely finish anywhere from eight to six because there's there's a thousand point jump between where he is now, where he is at ten, and where Shaq is at nine. But then after that, Julius Irvin, 
Wilt Chamberlain and Dirk Nowitzki are all like a thousand five hundred points apart. That's one season of averaging over twenty points. Mm. So like, and twenty points is a baseline. Yeah, which he, he that's very attainable to do, isn't it? It's just. Yeah. It's just how long he stays in the league. This, this is the thing, and I don't know how much he cares as well, man. But it's a bit sad because, it's like you said, it's the, it's that, the couple seasons he's missed with injury. 100%. That, that, that would have been it for him. And you know he averages probably close to the latter stages of the 28s to 30s. People think KD used to lead the league in scoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, what, three, four-time league's leading scorer? I can tell you. Like he's KD deserves his flowers, isn't it? And I think yeah. like a lot of people... We'll look back at obviously that the, the move he made to go to Golden State as a yeah. flashpoint, and obviously what can be diminished in his career. But I think KD he he, he does not give yeah. a damn. Like what he does on Twitter alone shows you like he doesn't care about. Like did you see that the tweet he did the other day where he said something about um, like giving out like something generous at Christmas or something, and he's like, "I'm gonna retract that statement." Like, he, he don't care. Like, yeah. it was years ago when it was like at OKC. He was like, yeah. "Oh, he feels like going to give someone like a Christmas turkey yeah, or something." Yeah. He's like, "I ain't doing that." I feel like KD is just him, hundred percent. And I like the fact that he is he keeps to himself. Like he is himself. Even his uncombed, unbrushed hair. Like <laughs> it cracks me up. But he doesn't care. He's just I'm here for basketball. Don't shout chat to you about anything else, innit? So, yeah. I'll pick up him, man. Um, just looking at it, uh, KD led the league in scoring three times. Three times, yeah. Three times. Um, I think... Um, I don't know, man. Do you know what? I would love to see... I would love to see a situation where KD could somehow finish in the top five in scoring. And I don't really, I don't really know if there's a real reason for that. But I think maybe for me to make more of a claim that about his, him being one of the the greatest scores of all time. It, that's not a question if he's one of the greatest now. But when I talk about like I test talent, I really haven't seen the way these young guys talk about Paul George. I feel like is how I feel about Kevin Durant offensively anyway. Yeah. In terms of I don't really see flaws like that in his game. And only like I said, only recently has he slowed down a bit with the handle. But I really like I can't stress this enough. Anyone who's anyone who's remotely interested in ball or just trying to see like great offensive play, go watch Kevin Durant's highlights from when he was in OKC. Yeah. Because that shit was unru- and the fact that he came in the league doing that as well. Like it wasn't like a situation where he took time to grow into that kind of player. He was always offensively there. He just needs to get stronger. I, I think that's really the only thing that he ever needed to do. And you really saw it come into, come into play. I mean, think about it this way: he got drafted in 07, yeah. Mm. In that t- the year he the, the year he got drafted, Kobe Bryant led the league in scoring three times. He was the next leading scorer. Mm. And and that says it all because, <laughs> and it's to me with KD, yeah, it's what people don't understand. Like his career is, um, his, so his career. I think the lowest scoring he's ever had in his career, and this is the lowest, yeah, is 20, no, far in his rookie season, we'll take that out, and at 20 points, is 25.3 points. Mm. Far in his, no, 25.1 points in, in 2015-16. So you're telling me, take away his rookie season, in between 2008 to 2024, his lowest scoring season was 25. Was 25. Yeah, man. 
That in, in, in some guy, that's their best scoring season. That's yeah. his lowest. Yeah, certified bucket yet, man. And it's not just that, it's the efficiency in which he does everything Literally. as well. Like, bro, I'm seeing multiple bro, seasons of 50 plus field bro, goal. Bro, he shot 50% in his, uh, from the field every year since 2012. 2012. And, and 2011 was 49.6. Like, deep that. Deep that. There. But then look at the three point efficiency as well. He's had 41s, 40s, 40, 41.9, 45, 40. This year he shot 53. This year he shot, shoot, yeah, last year he shot 53% from three. This year he's shooting 49.4%. Easy money sniper, man. That is different, man. The name stands. It's just for real. Like, yeah. it's just different. No, right, props to him, man, for real. Uh, just to round off the pod, the pod so there's still. No news on Zach Levine in terms of trade. trade. Yeah, man. No value. I don't think the market is there right now for him. Um, and plus, his contract isn't really going to be friendly, where is it? So I don't think he's got years. That's the only. That's the only thing. Like, if I was a team like New Orleans who were trying to make a push, yeah, that's the kind of guy I'd be trying to get just to see if, because with Zion averaging twenty two and Ingram averaging twenty three. They need scoring, and they need three-point scoring at that as well. You could bring a Levine in, and he could potentially impact that straight away. Plus, you're still in a fairly decent situation in terms of cap space. Like they're not Zion's on his max contract now. Ingram's on Ingram's contract's gonna be up soon as well. You know, for um, re- re-signing potentially. Yeah. I think if now would be the time better than ever to take on a guy like Zach Levine. He's got what two, three, maybe years left on his deal. And try and pair him up with 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 them too, just to see if it if it has longevity. Because then you know if you need to re-sign Ingram or if you need to maybe let Ingram walk and start rebuilding that team. Because you got draft picks, you know they've got hella Milwaukee draft picks. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what other teams would you say needs him? Because I I feel like I was just reading the article about yeah. how the market's dead, and obviously combined with his foot injury at the minute, and yeah. then also he's got. I, was, I didn't realise he's averaging 21 points per game this season. I thought it was a bit higher. So 21 points, you're shooting 44.3% from the field, 33.6 from the three-point line. That's not good at all. Um, That's why his market shit. That, and it's not helping because he's not playing well on the court. And I think the injuries and he's been in and out of the team. What other teams would you say need him? Because you got you said the Pelicans. I've got one in mind. Sacramento will be quite exciting. But I heard Sacramento floating about, which would so be... So what you going to say? No, I was going to say the Heat, Miami Heat. Definitely the Heat. I think Miami Heat could really... But also, if I'm the Heat, I'm winning some games. Like The Heat aren't doing that. I think they're like 7th seventh, or 7th seventh in, yeah, the, they're pretty all right, in yeah. the East right now. And you know the way they are. But he, I, I think he would definitely suit them. It's just with their cap problems, they couldn't, they couldn't get him anyway. I think... Sacramento could definitely be in a conversation because Sabonis' deal is not that much. Like I feel like they must be one of the only teams that have some a, any good team that have some cap space or flexibility around cap to potentially get him. Zach in Sacramento would be good. Uh, can't be Milwaukee. Philly. Would you want to see him in Philly? Oh, uh, the thing is, I feel like mm. the way Philly are going, it's gonna. I, I can see an MB trade. Over the next 12 to 18 months. You think they're going to trade Embiid? Eventually, yeah, I can see it. What? Yeah, because I, I can see Embiid getting on. frustrated with this whole... Pro, like, to Why, me... just keep running it with Maxi. Yeah, him and Maxi, and I can see this season another shocker in the playoffs, 
and they get into the off season. It starts from there. I think he's the next big superstar ne- this time next year. It's we'll be, be talking. About. So I think that will eventually happen rather than. But and maybe it might be best for them to gamble on a Levine and give it one last go. But I don't know. I don't really see much from Philly. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there's not really much teams that I'm really like thinking about teams that can win. You know, unless like a young team like an Orlando. OKC trade Clay Thompson for for him. Ah, you. I mean that 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 could be what or they Wiggins need. Or a Wiggins. I for think him? a Golden State could be what he needs and what Golden State needs, and able to be up because to me the way they've got this current roster, they're not championship level. Um, but getting a Zach Levine does really really shake things up, and it would definitely mean one of Clay or, or Wiggins. But I can expect Wiggins would be the guy getting traded. So the Warriors don't lose much as well because right now they're the eleventh seed. Like they're yeah. They're struggling. They probably need to make a move anyway. But I don't know if they've got enough assets or cap space or whatever, everything to get it done, innit? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But he's definitely moving, so. Yeah, I mean, they haven't haven't really got much of a choice. Yeah, they've got to do it. Shout out Gerald, man. Shame on you. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe watch out for him going to Cleveland. Because apparently Donovan Mitchell is not, like everyone's fairly certain Donovan Mitchell's leaving Cleveland. In the near future, I'm not surprised. Really? Yeah, I mean, do you know, AJ? It's just Utah. It was time to go anyway. Wherever he was gonna go, if it wasn't gonna be the Heat, it was always gonna be. Temporary. Or New York. Tempor- I'm t- yeah, he's Heat destined York. to go play for New York. Man. Yeah, it was always gonna be temporary, and it was like, I think with Cleveland, it was like open mind. Like, okay, there's a good bunch of young guys here. We could do something. Let's see how it goes. Then you're seeing Garland disappear. You're seeing Allen play like hot. Oh, hot garbage mm. seeing Evan Mobley get bodied like you literally like bro it's only bloody Karis Levert and sometimes Isaac Okoro that's just doing mm. like it's like the main guys need to be here and it's like it's, it's long it's it's like just having a flipping younger Utah team with you now <laughs> Where oh, just, just to ask the question do you reckon that it's done then with Cleveland do you reckon that this is it and it's now time for this experiment to move on because there was a massive buzz isn't it and is it done? The, the only thing with them is they're not gonna they're not gonna blow that team up prematurely because of the amount of everything they had to give up to get Donovan mm, Mitchell. Yeah. At the same time, though, they're not gonna let him walk for nothing because of the amount they had to give up as well. So I think I don't think this year is the year. Next year is the year. But I, if I'm them right now, sitting at the eighth seed, given like everything, and I know it's still early, but you're you're eleven and nine. Um, I would already be looking at potential returns you could get back for Donovan. Because there's nothing wrong with Donovan Mitchell. Like, is the rest of the bunch of ass garbage. A little bro. bit. And, but at the end of the day, they're not trading Mobley because he's still young. His contract's still very friendly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garland as well. I think it's the same situation. He's still young. So unless you're saying that you can trade Jarrett Allen for something that you think would turn into, would make that team an instant contender, which isn't the case because Mobley cannot play the five. Yeah, you so, need to keep Allen there. Otherwise, you're, you're done. I'm t- it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Done. But yeah, yeah, that's gonna do it for the pod today. Hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on post notifications, share, follow us on all socials at Take It to the Rim Podcast, mm-hmm. YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. And at Take It to the Pod on Twitter, or if you new people call it X. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep locking in with us. Let us know who your you know top scorers all time are as well who you would put you know in that list alongside with kd 
um, and your thoughts on you know multiple things that we have said and discussed. And um, just for us to be clear for takeoff and to you know <laughs> salivate retro retro pause man <laughs> salivate what's going on you know it's there was another word that i had in mind but it got lost <laughs> what are you trying to say like i don't understand i don't know right now <laughs> <laughs> i don't know right now but julian please for the love of god sign us out <laughs> over and out baby out. <laughs> nigga what are you trying to say <laughs>